0: Welcome to the Painted Target Podcast. All right, episode twenty four, the Painted Target Podcast. So today, we have Sonny Arvado on the podcast to talk about his book, Instagods. Now, this book is new. It'll be out soon. We'll talk about when it's coming out. But he also has his first book, which is Of Tyrants and Tellers. And he's on Twitter, at Strength by Sonny. And then he's on Facebook and Instagram. And he's got a website, which is strengthbysunny.com, where you can find all of these things that we'll talk about on here. And um, basically that's his main resource. So thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it.
1: Definitely glad to be on. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. So let's get right into it with InstaGod. So this is is your second book, correct?
1: Yeah. Second
0: book. Okay. So this is a serious book. You know, we were talking about it a little bit before we started. This isn't... So a lot of the stuff that I try to talk about online is I think what you're going to be touching about on here where social media is just turning into – we'll get into it more, but it's turning into opposite day. It's turning into people trying to be – I don't know what the word is, famous or whatever it is through social media, but it's not real. So this isn't a run-of-the-mill book. It's a, you know, like I said, serious book. So the question is – kind of what would we say? So I don't want to say the motivation. I don't like that word. But what as far as prep, as far as the spark, like what would you say? Like tell me how this thing got started. Yeah,
1: so, um, you know, I, I have been, I've seen social media, you know, since what? I was in high school. And it's just one of those things where, over time, I've noticed that people, they tend to fall into these certain, like, different programmable patterns of behavior. Um, I think the initial motive of social media, you know, back in, you know, Facebook and, uh, you know, My uh, MySpace in the early days of Facebook, or yeah. you know, in reality, social media started before that, but that's when most people kind of see it as starting. Uh, its original intent was really just, I call it a digital extension of one's. Uh, offline identity. So whoever this person was in real life, you know, they wanted to have an online image. So what would they do? They would make a profile, uh, make some posts, have some pictures up, and that was it. It was it was basically it was an extension. And what we've seen over time, specifically since I would say around 2012, when Instagram, you know, first started becoming you know mainstream, we've seen social media really evolve into this completely different thing where it's not just this simple like oh you know i want to have you know i want to express my how i am in real life i want to just you know have you know a reflection of this online it's it's much bigger than that it's this it's one of those things social media it's sort of like the internet or air it's just you know what it is it's just this thing that's everywhere it's like this monster that's kind of got its tentacles it's like a you know it's like that uh, picture of uh, like the Rockefellerian uh, octopus um back in the day you know on around the white house kind of just grabbing everything inside. that's kind of what i like in social media it's this thing it just it impacts obviously every aspect of the digital realm but it's also leaking into our consciousness of yeah. real life as well
0: Yeah, and the interesting point you made there is it was supposed to be, I mean, if we want to say that, like a reflection, like you said, and it's kind of turned into like a projection, you know what I mean? It's it's turned into this thing that I feel like it was designed like in a proper sense, basically like for families. It was just like a digital way to, you know, interact with your family or your friends or whatever it is. And it's kind of turned into something that's not even real. It, it's there's nothing about it that's real anymore. So, I'm sure you go into it in the book, but and you could tell us about that. But it's gone from reflection, like you said, to more of a projection. So, as far as the book, like what would you say in that context? how do you hit on that in the book? Like, and I guess the question would be kind of where's it go from here? Like if it's turning into that, does it get worse? Does it get better? Is there a hard reset? Like, where's it? Where's it go? Where do you go with that in the book?
1: Yeah. So one of the major themes of the book, and I actually have a chapter titled this, it's called uh, when worlds collide. That's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing this collision of these two realities that are kind of simultaneously competing for our our collective consciousness so you have the obviously the digital realm which is you know whatever you look whatever you're looking at on the screen um you know which is where social media truly belongs but you're seeing that digital realm leak into real life as well now and you know one of the and i have a, a you know a boatload of statistics and studies that i cite in this but you know one thing that you see you know, how many stories have you seen? You know, you're seeing more stories, you know, in recent times where something's happened, whether it be an accident or, yeah, well, let's we'll stick with the accident. An accident where someone is dying or getting seriously injured from a selfie or just doing something where yeah. the intent behind it was to look cool on social media. Uh, there was a study done um, uh, by a, a university in India and, their stats indicate that since 2011, I believe the number was 259 uh, reported deaths as a result of selfies, and these are self—you know—self deaths in, in every which way you can imagine. You know, people trying to uh, drive and take a selfie, people trying to take selfies—you know—in in a dangerous position. You know, off of like a cliff or something. There's even been people like again trying to do stupid things and take selfies with. Like bears and, and things like that, you know. There's a guy, yeah, he tried to take a selfie with a bear, and yeah, that's an example. He thinks that the bear is going to just sit there and pose for the selfie with him, but then again, that's again, we're losing touch of our sense of reality. Well, no, in reality, that bear is probably going to act like a bear.
0: Yeah, so they're basically forget. I mean, that's a good point. Is it's almost like there is no more reality because we've put the reality to social media, but the social media is fake. Yes.
1: And that was, um, I believe it was summer of 2014 or 2015. There was a girl who, uh, you know, she got in an accident and seriously injured a man. Um, and what happened why was she doing that well because there's a filter on there's a filter on um, Snapchat that can measure how fast you're going and of course people are you know kids especially young teens they're going to do that because they want to hit like say 100 miles an hour um, i also get into this you also see, it, you're literally seeing people lose sight of reality in every like area of interest you can imagine i also you know where you're seeing this is our our conception of beauty which is changing Um, I talk about that in great detail I talk about plastic surgery and there's a term I didn't people were saying on Twitter that I made up the term up I didn't make the term up it was made it was coined by some surgeons um, in New York City the term is called Snapchat dysmorphia so basically the way plastic surgery used to work in years past before social media when someone wanted to get uh, you know plastic surgery what what, what they would do is that they would, um, th- you know, they'd go, they'd, you know, they'd get a consult, they'd go in, you know, with the plastic surgeon and they'd bring in a picture of whoever their favorite celebrity was, you know, for instance, and say like, oh, you know, I want to, uh, you know, I want to look more like uh, Angelina Jolie or uh, or Brad Pitt or, you know, whatever. And that's how, you know, plastic surgery plastic surgeries were done. But now because of, you know, the heavy, heavy use of, filters on instagram and snapchat especially um with like the big lips and the enlarged eyes now you're seeing people um they're so used to you know putting these filters on themselves well now they're going into you know it's basically it's telling people that there's something wrong with their face and you know, in record numbers, they're now going to plastic surgeons and they're bringing up blowups of these heavily altered selfies of themselves with the filters and the enlarged eyes. And they're saying like, yeah, you know, I, you know, this is what I want to look like.
0: So it's, it's basically turning into the new normal. So the shit that's fake, what's not real on social media is turning into essentially a new normal.
1: Yeah. And again, it leaks into everywhere and at least in everywhere, including with one's identity, you know, what's your identity? What do we call you? We call you your name. You know, what's the name of that person? What's the name of that business? You know, you see it on, you know, what's the name of that business? Oh, well that's uh, Joe's uh, 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 food truck or whatever. Okay. But now you're seeing, you see this, whether it's on TV or in advertisements now, it's not just about your identity. It's not just about the name. It's the name and then followed by, you know, your social media handles. You know, even yeah, when you, yep. you know, even when you introduced me at the beginning of this podcast, you know, you said, you know, my name and then you also, you know, give the, you know, social media. Yep. it's that it's everywhere.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. And I'm like, wh- while you're saying that, I'm thinking about all the vehicles I see on the road where instead of phone numbers being the big front and center thing, it's, yeah. you know, an Instagram, uh, whatever, symbol and Twitter and all this stuff. And, you know, the thing that keeps popping in my mind, this, this, is, this is what is so interesting about this. And honestly, when I reached out to you, like, this is what I'm thinking. So – The big question, and I mean this is just kind of my philosophy of life, but it pulls in here really good. The question is why? Like what – my opinion – I mean this is just super low-level general opinion is it's all based off of insecurity. Social media is the gas that gets thrown on people's subjective insecurities, but it's also a way to – kind of fix that if that's the word so i didn't even know like you're telling me shit i didn't even know about filters that mess with your eyes like i i didn't i didn't even know that stuff exists i didn't even think snapchat was still around so with all these things i mean i'm sure you go into this in the book but like what is the why to all this like how come it is so normal to be a shit show Like wh- what is the why behind this You think
1: Well I think it's two things I think number one um, It's just to kind of dumb down the masses Anything to you know To further wear down like real Like real life consciousness I mean, And let's be honest that, I mean that's what social media, social media And everything pretty much on a phone screen Or tablet screen does that I think that's part of it um, It also it's you know, I, I think it's the, I think in order to really understand that we need to, we need to f- first focus on the fact that just, ha- it's just, it's really about keeping people glued to their phone screens. any way to do that. Um, you know, most people, believe it or not, by the time it's all said and done, the average person will have spent five years of their life on social wow. media. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So I mean, that is a lot of time. Um, I I think to wear down consciousness. I think you know you know I think the obvious answer is just to fuel consumerism, because let's focus. What is social? Media? Focus on Instagram because Instagram. That's really that's really like what the the platform that I focus on when I you know when I wrote Instagram. So so Instagram, what it is. It's nothing more than propaganda. That's what it is. And you know, I actually I cite this book in *Of Tyrants and Tellers*. I cite it in I cite it obviously in this book as well. But how propaganda works? If you want to know how propaganda or psychological operations really work, you know you need you you need to understand where these terms come from. They're actually they're rooted in the military. That's why I tell everybody: you want to read a life changing book. You don't have it's not a big book. It's the CIA uh, Psychological Operations Manual for Guerrilla Warfare. It's a little blue pamphlet. I think it's like 62 pages. It's nothing. Just just freaking breeze through that, and it's going to change your life. Because that book, it literally explains, well, what its original purpose was, was for, you know, to give CIA operatives a manual on how a few of them could You know, start grassroots political movements um, and topple local governments, you know, the propagation of ideas. And what that book talks about, it talks about the importance, you know, how how does real influence work? Like people think, you know, if you want to influence a massive population, that that's the that's a hard task because, well, that's millions or even billions or, or even hundreds of millions of people. How are you going to influence every single one of those? No, no, no. You don't have to influence every single one of those. The only people you truly need in your back pocket are uh, what the manual refers to as established citizens, meaning people who are sort of on their level, but they're still like elevated above them. So in that manual, they were the the established citizens examples that they give in that book and that manual. It's just like people who, who have like, you know, uh, more glamorous careers, doctors, bankers, lawyers, things like that. You know, you get them on your side, you know, other people are going to naturally listen to them. Well, in this day and age, the established, it's a lot easier because the established citizens, okay, it's literally done by follow, you know, who has the biggest influence. Those are your established, those are your established citizens right there because people who have big follow, and this is the power that comes with social media, whatever platform you want, like people who have a big following, wield a massive amount of power because number one, it's social proof. Well, this person has uh, half a million followers or this person has 7 million followers. Okay. Well, anything they say or do, it's going to be the quote unquote, the cool thing to do. You know, yeah, yep. that's how it is. That's how propaganda, that's how propaganda works. Whoever is deemed to be the, the most popular person or the most high status person. That's, that's how trends get started. That's that's how things, uh, you know, it really, this is how things worked even before social media on, and say like high school, you know, why would certain kids get certain things? Like maybe, maybe it's a, a brand of uh, jeans or a particular shirt or something like that. Well, it's probably because like the popular guys or popular girls got that. Yep. And then the people, you know, yep. quote unquote, I guess, beneath them in the social hierarchy, you know, they just want to copy them. Well, you're seeing that on a mass scale now because you don't, this, this dynamic doesn't need to take place in person. You know, you can see, you know, if you're following someone with 300,000 followers and you live in, you know, uh, you know, I don't, in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota and this person lives in Los Angeles or Paris or, or any, or anywhere in the world. Well, you're on your phone all day anyway looking at this person. Yeah, you know, you looking at them, just you looking at them is going to make you think like, oh, whatever they're doing. Like, I'm looking at this every day. You're being programmed, you know. Well, I'm just I'm just going to copy them. The fact that they have bigger followings, well, now you're really prone to copying them. And yeah. especially if you, if you see beforehand that your friends are copying them, well, then you're going to do that in turn. And uh, one trend, and I'm not – I'm trying to think if I actually – yeah, I do talk about this in the book. So one thing, and I, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of making like big predictions, uh, because any any time someone does that, it just looks stupid when you're just, you know, horribly wrong. Um, but one predict one prediction I am comfortable making, um, and I don't, my brain's like so fried, I don't remember where exactly I made it in the book. Um, what you're seeing now. The cost of social relevancy to be, quote unquote, seen as one of the cool guys or cool girls, the cost of this is going up to be deemed socially relevant on social media. It's going up because it's not, it's no longer, it's not 2012, 2013, where you can get away with, um, you know, just taking, you know, random selfies of yourself or, or just regular pictures on a phone and gaining a following that way the markets it's it's oversaturated everybody's trying to do that now because of this competition this climb to the top people are doing more and more things and ultimately these and this is why it relates back to consumerism these things all are just putting a bigger dent in everybody's wallet like for instance it's no longer cool or you know high status to hey you know take a bunch of pictures hey i went to vegas You know, Vegas means nothing in the social media age, not anymore. You know, now you have to amp it up. Now you got to go to the big one. Now that people are going to, you have to go to Bali. You know, everybody's going to Bali and, you know, um, trying, I I use the term resource signaling. They want to show, you know, how relevant and how, you know, in that case financially uh, well off, they got to do that. You know, it's no longer even like brands, you know, like Versace and Michael Kors, you know, you, these were once great brands and they they used to mean something. They don't mean anything anymore. Now you have to have, you know, Gucci, Balenciaga, Givenchy. Like now you have to, these things that were once like only for celebrities. Well, now you're seeing normal folks drop in, you know, $800 $800 on a Javante shirt or yep. $2,500 on, on, <laughs> on freaking yeah. off white sneakers.
0: So they got to they basically have to step their game up. I was in the gym today, yes. actually, now that you say that. And like, I'm, I'm basically in the middle of nowhere and I was in the gym and this dude walked in with, I guess it's Gucci, the brown bag or whatever it is. And it, it was like, yeah. totally like huge bag like middle of nowhere gym and you're just thinking like what the hell is the yeah. point of that but like you said and the you know why is, he got
1: that gucci bag because, because every whoever he follows yeah. on instagram he's seeing that they're flashing gucci everywhere
0: yeah it, it's such a you know it's there's a difference between judging and judgment as far as people but it's like it really is something that to me is almost mind boggling. And like you said back in the day when I was a little younger, I mean, I'm still under 35, but I was like, everybody's do, you know, you have a little bit of awareness. Everybody's doing things because the other person is doing them. There's very yeah. little direct thought. There's very little, like, I don't go in the gym to look good. I don't give a shit what I wear, what I look like. I mean, now, mind you, there's a line there. You don't look like a scumbag, yeah. you know, that's rolling out of the dumpster, but I'm not going in there for a fashion show, but what I, in the gym is a good point because that's what you see in there. And I, I you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm seeing yeah. like.
1: So I talk about the fitness niche in, 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 uh, not great detail, but I do mention that niche. Well, for, for a couple of reasons, number one, you know, fitness is so much a part of my own personal life. Um, it just is. So I couldn't help, but talk about, you know, how social media has kind of played a role in this. Um, but it, it also, what a lot of people don't know about the fitness niche is that the fitness niche was truly like the first niche. It was like the first niche that actually, that actually made, instagram really take off and you know people were using it in 2012 but it really started to take off in 2013 and the story behind that is that um you know that supplements company uh, shred supplements they kind of popularized the, the way they did they they were the first company to really use instagram as their marketing tool and the way they did that they built up uh social media media stars within their company. You know, these are just fitness guys and fitness girls. They built these people up or these people, they work together. These people, they built themselves up. And then the company also promoted them. And of course the the individuals promoted, you know, the products of the, of the company. So why this is important is because people saw these individuals and I don't remember all their names off the top of my head, but they saw these individuals um, getting big meaning the social media big, just based off of posting pictures of themselves online. And they see the influence that they're wielding. So what happened? You know, you kind of saw the second wave, like you saw the second wave of the fitness industry. The first wave is truly it's when Pumping Iron came out with, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because that put that really popularized fitness, you know, yeah. from that point on, you saw the commercial, you know, you saw the rise of commercial gyms. The protein and supplement industry, the magazines—they really created an industry. Well, you saw the second uh, wave of that happen around 2013, with what Shred Supplements did in building up their own social media stars, aka Instagods, people with large followings um, and popularity based—you uh, know—that was accomplished solely through social media. So other people wanted to follow suit. They, you know, they started doing the same thing, and that was one of the niches, you know. I just mentioned that because that that was one of the niches that, you know, got people to, you know, start not only start using Instagram, but you also saw an evolution of what's happened to the fitness industry and consumer and, you know, consumerism take off with that as well. So you mentioned, you know, going to the gym, you know, people didn't really they didn't really wear like fitness, like specific fitness gear. You know, prior to like 2011 and 2012, but you've seen so many you know mom and pop uh, shop companies, you know, come up since then. Why? Because of social media. Now it's it's almost like it's programming. Because now you're seeing you know the guys you know the guys and the girls wearing their you know the tight like uh, the guys wearing like the tight like uh, alpha elite like tank tops and sweatpants and the gallon jug, and you're seeing the chicks wearing the yeah. gym shirt. It's yeah. programming.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah and it's i'm like sitting here thinking about it today because the, the reason you know my example is interesting and it's important because of where i live i'm not in a place where in theory you would say that any of this is going on and it's like i look at people and i'm like man this is like headbands like t- you know yoga pants like it's just it's a look yeah. nobody's sweating because that would jack up the gear like it is totally I mean this is like a thing and the funny thing is you know not to get off topic but you know from being in it and I see it all the time especially recently is the ones that wear the most shit are the most out of shape and you know and this comes back to this kind of opposite day stuff and you know it's it's I was like thinking about the podcast today and I'm like okay so you have this opposite day thing and we'll talk more about it like online in these certain like spheres and stuff but you've got this opposite day thing going on and the question always pops in my head is why why is this something that you could argue is you know I don't know if it's the right word okay and the reason is is because everybody's doing it so you it, it's a circle yeah. so like so to go into the next thing You know, what have you seen? Because I've seen like on your website, you know, you work with people and through social media and I've dealt with some people online and worked with them and kind of gotten a vibe of what's going on and you see things when you go on there. But I think, especially with men, I think that it is just, like I said, it's opposite day in these spheres. I don't know what they call them every day. There's some new sphere for men, self-help, whatever the hell it is. But yeah, it's opposite day. And the question is, you know, everyone's stroking each other's back, but it is like extremely insecure. And the ones that are, you know, have the biggest titles and names and all these things, they seem to be the worst, but nobody's saying anything. So all I could yeah. come up with is they're all doing it. That's why. But what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, because, well, again, And this relates to everybody, both men and women, because what what is social media, especially in this day and age, at the end of the day, it's escapism. Yep. Because in real real life, you can't really run away from your everyday problems and your everyday kind of standing, you know, wherever you're at in society. But on social media, not only can you run away um, and escape that reality, but every day you could, this is a lot of mentality. You could potentially build a new reality solely off of social media to the point where you are, um, you are a somebody. And that, I guess yeah. that kind of, you know, that, that's, that's true. You know, that's, you know, we use that term instagods. That's what, and that's what an Instagod is in the social media hierarchy. An Instagod is, it's a, basically it's another word for a social media star or a social media celebrity. Someone who, you know, climbed up the ranks of fame and popularity um exclusively through the use of social media you know it's a lot and that's where the escapism or the fantasy is because you know anybody can do that theoretically anybody can build a big instagram or yeah. big youtube or a big twitter okay you know a, a so an instagram or a social media celebrity they don't need you know they don't need any talent in anything you know Whereas a legitimate celebrity or a mega celebrity, which are, you know, the legitimately famous people who they never needed social media for fame or fortune. They just got there because of, you know, you know talent in sports or, or, or acting or uh, music. Um, but the social media celebrity, they, they don't need any of that. They just somehow they crack the code uh, to get famous. And you know what? Hey, if they could do it, I could do it too. And that's what, that's what you're seeing, you know, going on right now. So as far as, you know, all the spheres, it's just, you know, regardless of niche, um, you know, people that, that, for the most part, anybody who is truly, who is like, you know, they're fully invested in social media and using it as an avenue of uh, climbing up society's ranks, you know, they're all programmed the same way, um, and uh, I talk about that specific. I think the two most important classes are going to be your Instagods, who are your social media celebrities, and the class below them, who are the aspiring Instagods. These are the people. So like the people, we won't mention names, but the people that you know you're referring to, like you know that you see causing all the all the you know the drama and stuff on Twitter. Those, for the most part, those guys are all aspiring Instagods okay and you know one of the i guess the patterns of behavior for aspiring Instagrams is going to be well they do a few things but i call it uh niche hopping so you know it seems like everybody they kind of hop around and promoting different things at different times that's part of that's part of it because in order to you know become relevant and stay relevant you got to kind of hop around i really and i don't get into too much detail um in the book on this, but I, I truly believe that uh, social media's uh, social media induced sociopathy is a very real thing. Oh, yeah. So the, so the, the aspect of sociopathy when it comes to uh, um, this, this is freaking New York city traffic here. Jesus, <laughs> uh, um, the aspect of sociopathy that pertains to, you know, using people, and discarding them and moving on to the next one. That that's what you're seeing not only on this side of the internet, but that's just that's just social media in general. Oh wow, you know, uh this particular person or movement is useful for me right now. Well I'm just gonna hop on this train. Oh, it's no longer useful to me. This person's no longer useful to me. All right, well time to move on and find someone else who's useful to me. Yeah. That's what it is.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's band aids. I mean, this is a lot of the stuff that I talk about as far as the mind is everybody's looking for a band-aid, but they're not going to the source of why any of this stuff is happening in the first place. You know, when I, when I, I basically just, I'm not on there a lot. I try to do things through the automated apps and all that, but it's, you spend any sort of time on it and you could just see this stuff seeping through and nobody's looking for an actual fix. They're looking for, I mean, they're looking for a fix, but not that kind of fix. They're just looking for something, like you said, to hop on to and kind of fix their current situation. But what's interesting about what you were saying is that – so on one hand, I think a lot of these people get on and they kind of – they get on to kind of help themselves maybe. Like there's a good thing behind it and they think, well, okay, I'm trying to learn some stuff let me put it out to the masses and then it just turns into a freaking animal like you're saying and you get that Insta God mentality. I mean that – like it, it's it's unbelievable because now you've got this product that you kind of have to maintain and you have followers in the pictures. And it's like we were saying. I mean uh, yeah. someone posts a picture with every part they have hanging out and they say, hey, just wanted to post a picture of my like coffee table. It's like no. you No, you didn't. Like, you know, and if they said what they really did it for, okay, maybe, but it's an interesting point. So one thing that I'm thinking is kind of like, okay, so, you know, we hit on kind of the thesis, we hit on all the stuff. So, you know, this is a big question, but it could be summarized. I mean what do you think is kind of, I don't know if you go into this in the book, kind of the way out? I mean, is it just disconnection? Is it just get your ass off these apps? Or I mean, what do you think it is?
1: Um,
0: As far I, as the I, I user it, it, too, you know, just the people using it so they don't turn into that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the individual, whether at in life, like for instance, like if you're someone who has a sizable following and that's like what you're like that you make your livelihood off of that following i think you're a slave in a sense because well in a couple of ways number one you're so used to living for the other side of the camera that a lot of times you neglect you know your real life Offline situation And I see You know you're seeing guys that Again not to mention oh, yeah. names But you're kind of seeing some, You're seeing some guys That are kind of having Like midlife crisis now Because it's just like Oh shit like I've lived so much of my life The past 10-15 years of my life Living for Performing for the other side Of the camera um, The other side of the screen And now it's just like Oh shit Well now Now I'm old And it's just like You know Shit I haven't really been Living life for me so I think that's I think that's something that people need to keep in mind like you can't and I talked about this in the last chapter you know you can use social media I, I don't I do think we're at a point where it is a bit of a social stigma and a lot for a lot of people where if you don't have social media you're not a part of the cool club yeah um so I, I think I think both personally and uh, business-wise social media it is here to to stay i just caution people that you know you can't and i actually want to write a post about this on my site you can't lose sight of real life's scoreboard so you know while you might be able to delude your the digital public your audience by taking pictures in front of uh you know nice cars or in front of nice houses or on vacations and stuff like that and you might, they might believe you, and most importantly, and well, I, I've seen this happen time and time again. The individual who was posting that stuff themselves, they come to believe that. Oh, I'm really, I'm a rich, I'm a rich baller, living the ball lifestyle. Yeah. Okay, you know, you want to play that game, but at some point, that scoreboard catches up to you. Okay, yeah. you can run from real life scoreboard all you want, but when that bank account is telling a different story. And you're still hopping around trying to find the next, the next scam or next gimmick to make money off of, you know. And you're getting older, and then it's just like, all right, well, you know, the scoreboard's catching up. Yeah. Um,
0: you're gonna have to pay to play at some point for real, you know. And that's, yeah, that's what I think the issue is. I mean, so like two points. Last point I wanted to hit on is, you know, this isn't about calling people out or t- getting personal, but what do you think you've seen as far as, I mean, just a general sense, as far as the work you do, writing the book, interacting with people, what do you think has happened, kind of, because we talked about this a little bit through text, is this kind of survival thing, so there really is no survival mechanisms anymore most people haven't you know killed anything to eat um haven't done anything really that would require any violence or this or that you know that that's not what we live in we we don't have to go down that rabbit hole of health and hormones and how that's all happening yeah yeah, yeah. but what have you seen just in your personal interactions as far as men and people like related to social media but in other words where's it taking them like, the average person that's just, like, the average dude, where's his life going, like, off of social media, maybe because of social media? Like, wh- where's it putting him? Because I know it's not good. So, like, where? Yeah, where's I, it going?
1: Well, I, I, you know, I, I do touch on this uh, early on in the chapter on how, how men and women use social media. And I use the term... I, you know, I focus on just men's interactions with women um, in this sense. But I fo- I use the term uh, digital androgenization. So basically, social media, it's contributing to this androgenization that we're seeing. You know, women becoming more masculine and men becoming more feminine. You know, we talk, you know, culturally and chemically, men are becoming more uh, feminine. But a part of that, uh, and I guess you can link this to culture, you know, social media is absolutely making men more feminine in, um, just in their dealings in general, you know, that, you know, I see men, they, they bicker, they bicker on social media. Um, uh, they too post, uh, you know, you know, they try to get like, uh, you know, photo shoot, perfect, uh, pictures and selfies. They, they use selfies as well. Um, you can also dig deeper and they use, uh, you know, they're starting to use, uh, you know, more feminine, like slang too. Um, so it, it is contributing, it is, you know, ultimately it is making men more, more feminine, um, you know, in, in their behaviors and things like that.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> It's like I keep saying, I mean, you see it all the time. It's really kind of sad because all I keep thinking is like, why? Because the idea is if you're online and you're saying I'm alpha masculine, beta killer, whatever word they come up with tomorrow, it's like, but you're doing the exact opposite and it's okay. So it's just this weird You know, I don't have a problem with what anybody does. I don't care what anybody does. Identify as this, that. I don't give a shit. But when you're lying about it, it's like we said the word scam. You know, you're selling yourself to people that are lost. And you're doing it through social media, but you're no different. I mean, some of these posts I've seen, it was more back in the day when I actually followed it. I mean, it's people doing average things especially men just normal kind of like you know just normal things but it's portrayed as this tough guy alpha this blah 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 man it's like no man like if you're a my point is if you're a secure person really secure in your foundation you don't need that stuff your work alone would sell and get you followers I mean that that's it you know and that's the other funny angle to this is you can actually get these I I think you could get some of the outcomes they want by just being real to what you are and you know your foundation but for some reason man and I know that's what the book is about it's just got to be progressively worse it's got to you know men are just trying so hard to be tough because they aren't tough. You know, and it's like I've said before, like resumes are thin, you know, but there's a lot of talk. So anyway, interesting man. It'll be a good book. So when's the book gonna be out exactly? Yeah, the
1: the book it's gonna be released on Amazon uh Monday, July first, so a couple
0: of weeks nice. from now. Nice. I didn't know it was that soon. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Yeah. So tell the people like anything else, like your website, anything else you got going on. We can do another podcast when it comes out. Yeah. Like what, what else do you have going on with this or around that time?
1: Yeah, I, uh, um, well, yeah, the book drops July 1st. I mean, it's, you
0: know, you
1: know, everybody's every, you know, any, any person that creates something, they're going to say, Oh, it's the best book in the world or anything like that. You know objectively looking at it this is definitely this is the craziest thing that's uh, that that'll be out for a very long time I literally decode the matrix the, or the simulation whatever you want to call it there's never been a work like this created on how on just how social media both at the micro and macro level have changed civilization forever there just there just isn't anything else like it out there it's you know I the amount of research and work and and hours that went into putting this book together, um, you know, it's just it it's nothing it's unlike anything the world's ever seen. That's that's all I could really say about it. So that's July 1st. And around that time I'll I'll also be opening I have a premium group specifically for men that want to um that want to improve their image because I am a big believer in the importance of image both in real life and in the digital realm. Um, that's, that's called the Instagram group. The details on that um, will be released on July 1st. That's also what I have going on. Um, but other than that, I, I, I am a true believer that this book, it's like, they will look back on this book and see just how, how important it was to civilization. Because, you know, you know, we, you know, we've talked before about, you know, I guess like the big, the big question that needs to be answered is kind of where we're at as a civilization. And I can tell you, and I, you know, the chapter I wrote on this, it's called the church of Instagods. gods. Basically we're at a point in time right now where two things are happening. Uh, number one, people have kind of the masses. We've kind of collectively turned our backs on God or the gods or whatever higher power is up there. And even worse than that, we're, we're, we've come to kind of believe that we're on the same level as a, a god or gods. And if history teaches us anything, is that any time the masses, the common people, start to believe that, well, then the real god or the real gods comes back and kind of reminds everybody who's really in charge. So we have that going um and that's what social media it's enabling it's it's enabling this worship as of people this digital deification of someone just because they have a big following and then on yep. the flip side of that the the race is also on well well maybe i too can be that someone or something that people tune into and you know sort of digitally deify yep. so it is you know in addition to being a you know just a crazy you know resource it's also it's also, I, I truly believe, it's also very important to, for anybody that wants to understand humanity um, and where we might be going.
0: Yeah, man, I'm interested to read it. That's um, those are great points. I mean, I think I actually agree. I think it's going in a let's call it direction where I don't know how you come back from that. You know, it's like you said, you you could post a YouTube video of you. You know, looking at a frog and get six million views, and now you have a sponsor. It's like it's it's just this is a weird time, man. So oh, I
1: mean, if you pay attention, if you pay attention, you know, all the signs are there. I mean, a lot of natural disasters in recent years, a lot of fires in Southern California. Um, so it, it's something something will happen over the next couple of years or the next decade. I don't know what that is. Um, I think all signs are pointing towards you know some sort of event. Or a series of events that are kind of that are gonna kind of uh wipe the slate clean and uh we'll see what happens from there
0: yeah all right so i gotta ask you sonny ufc 238 what are you thinking about yeah. this card because this is a serious card i mean this is uh
1: I mean, I, I'll be honest. I've, I've been so busy with Instagrams the other things I got going on. I do know who, so who fighting. And then I know, of course, uh, Cowboy and Tony Ferguson oh, yeah. are fighting. I think, I think, uh, I think Sohudo is going to take. He's going to become a double champ. He's going to get the bantamweight belt. Um, the other, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I've never been more torn between a fight in my life with Cowboy and Tony Ferguson. That, I, yeah. that is a great match.
0: And I don't, I mean, people are saying that they're stylistically very similar. I actually don't think they are really at all. But like you said, they're just, these dudes are professionals. I mean, I know Tony has had some shit in his personal life, which I think shouldn't enter into the octagon or the news at all. But, I mean, these are two, like, mature, likable, like, serious dudes, you know? So you're right, like, yeah. I don't I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like back in the I, day I would say Tony, but, dude, Cowboy is no joke, and he's on a streak right now.
1: Yeah, Cowboy's, Cowboy's got – he's got a nice streak going for him. Um, who did he fight? He fought I That was at 155. He fought I, Iaquinta yeah. at 155. Um, I'll – I I guess I'd still go with Tony. I think Tony, if I had to pick one, I think Tony comes out on top.
0: Yeah, they kind of the... The and then same. again,
1: that that could change twenty times before oh, tomorrow
0: yeah. night. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll definitely be watching. It's going to be a late one too because yeah. it's a big main card. I think Cejudo has a problem on his hands with the guy he's facing though, because that guy is no joke and he fights just like him. And now there's those rumors that Cejudo hurt his knee, which who knows what the hell that means or even if it matters. But anyway, yeah, I'll be watching that one for sure. So um, this is wait, let me
1: ask: you, Is this Cejudo's? This is his first fight at bantamweight?
0: You know, I think so. Um, yeah, because he came up to fight this one. Yeah, so yeah, this is this is first one. I don't. I, I mean, See, I, normally,
1: normally when someone comes up,
0: yeah, it's it's
1: like they they like they. Uh, it really benefits them. Like they pack heavy hands when they first come up. Um, yeah. And usually. I mean, look at DC um amanda nunez when she fought a uh, cyborg um the only time it didn't it didn't work to his advantage with uh holloway versus uh fourier Fourier,
0: oh, yeah. yep. yep yeah that yeah. was a hell of a fight i watched that one um yeah yeah usually the issues they have is when they go down i think and that's what it's I th- the
1: it's the weight it's the weight cut yeah, yeah. those things those things are terrible
0: yeah, and they were saying that that's what happened to Dillashaw. I mean, he was all obviously on EPO and all that, but they were saying that cut for the one of the, I guess it was that fight because I think he went down that that like really destroyed him because his chin was like not what it was before. Which pff, I mean, as you know, health wise makes perfect sense. But um, yeah, yeah, I, that
1: that was um, that probably that, that had to contribute to it. Which you know, tell us you got to give uh, Conor McGregor credit because he is not a one forty five. He was going down to one forty five. Yeah. He was just—he was close to death, and you know he was yeah. still—you know—knocking dudes do down.
0: I know he—he's kind of. They're like looking at him now as a joke because of the tweeting and the Instagramming and all this random shit they say on the sidelines. But, like you said, when you look at what he's done, it's actually very—it's—it's um, it's not normal. You're right about that. Yeah. Um. But all right, dude. Okay, so. Yeah, we'll meet up again when the book comes out. But um, all right, guys, thanks for listening. This episode of the Painted Target podcast was brought to you by Awareness Integrations. Only you care about your problems. The Painted Target is also sponsored by Grave Delay Athletics, apparel that says I'm going to live well and cheat death.